You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health Podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Thank you for joining us for a mindful moment. We're very grateful for our listeners and especially during these trying times. Mindfulness not only improves your mental, emotional, and physical well-being, but provides a foundation for remaining calm during a crisis. Through mindful thoughts and actions, we can do more than just survive challenges. We can continue to thrive. The key to becoming more mindful is simply practice. We hope this podcast will provide you with knowledge, inspiration, motivation, and helpful strategies to cope with current events. Working together, we can not only get through any situation, but can learn and grow from the experience. So let's get started. Most of us are facing some sort of disruption in our lives due to the pandemic. While the vast majority of people won't get sick, we will nevertheless have to make adjustments during this unusual event. And most of us struggle with change and uncertainty, so it's very important to take a moment now and decide how to proceed. Do you want to feel stressed out and frantic for the next few weeks, or do you want to approach this period with calm and peace? You may be thinking it's impossible to feel calm in the midst of all this chaos, but it's really not. Mindfulness provides us with a path to accept events as they are. It's an inside job. Anytime you begin to feel anxious, frustrated, or even downright scared, pause, take in a deep breath, release it slowly, and remind yourself that right here, right now, you're fine. If you're well, be grateful for your health. If you're sick, be grateful for your healing. While there are still some people who think being mindful means we sit in silence wearing robes and doing nothing, that's certainly not true. During a crisis, we can take mindful action. One of the biggest disruptions occurring right now is having millions of school children suddenly home. This is unsettling for them and completely disruptive to parents' work schedules and activities but we can create a plan of action that will support our families through this period. Consider the importance of security for children. They need to feel safe, and the most effective way to reassure them is to model behavior that shows them that they are safe and secure. If parents are frantic, complaining, nervous, fearful, or even hoarding items, children will get the message that life is not safe. When you wake up each morning, I suggest you take a few moments to pray or meditate to get centered and calm. Then begin your day. This is not a vacation for children. Most have to continue their schoolwork during this period, and many are going to be home for as long as a month, so it's important to create a plan as soon as possible. If your children are too young to be left home alone, make a list of possibilities. If you don't have family or friends who can help watch them, contact your church, community organizations, or local child care centers to see if they have any options available. Perhaps you can trade off with other parents on a rotating schedule so that each parent misses minimum work. Check with your employer to see if you can work from home temporarily, or at least part of your schedule. 
the most important thing is to remain calm. You're not alone in this, and parents are all having the same problem right now. It is disruptive, but it's not insurmountable. Another very important consideration for all parents right now is structure. Children want and need structure, and by providing it, they'll feel more settled and have a much better chance of staying on track with their schoolwork. Create an hour-by-hour schedule that they follow each weekday. Let them help you plan it by reviewing their school assignments and how much time they need to spend each day on each task. Their days should begin at the same time as they would if they were in school. Have them follow their normal routine up to the point that they would be leaving for school. At that point, they head for whatever area of the home you've designated as their study area, like a desk or perhaps the kitchen table. Make sure their schedule is posted near that location. You can even set an alarm to go off at the end of each period, making the situation feel similar to what they would experience at school. In addition to structure, parents need to monitor. Kids will be kids, and we can't expect them to focus and do homework without some accountability. There's probably a television nearby, or their iPads, or a video game system, which are very tempting, especially if you're not at home. You'll need to set aside time at the end of each day to review their homework and discuss their assignments. Even if you don't have children, life is not normal right now. Following your regular schedule as much as possible will help you feel more normal. If you've been quarantined or your company has temporarily shifted you to remote work, it's a big adjustment and you need a plan. If you've never worked from home, don't assume that you'll just work as usual. Again, there are many distractions available to you every minute, so create a schedule similar to what you would be doing at work and stick to it. I think we're all now aware that our shopping habits will need to change for a while. Try to minimize going to the store for a couple of reasons. First, you're exposing yourself to people who could be sick but don't know it yet. And second, observing people's behavior in stores right now is very unsettling. The fear seems to be that the stores will all close and we won't have enough food or water. Now, I am not an authority on this in any way, but my common sense says that stores don't want to lose millions of dollars, so they'll figure something out. If for some reason the stores do close, perhaps because of concerns over staff getting sick, that doesn't mean their products aren't available. Remember that all major stores, including Ralph's, Vons, Target, Walmart, and Albertsons, all offer home delivery or pickup. And hello, Amazon. If you can't order online or you don't have a card to use to take advantage of pickup services, go to the store early in the morning and purchase only what you need. We might have to temporarily change how we shop, but there is more than enough stuff available to fulfill our needs as long as people aren't unnecessarily hoarding items out of panic. If you normally use a package of toilet paper a week, purchase that. Don't purchase 15 packages just in case. No one needs 20 gallons of bleach. No one needs cases of Purell. If you feel tempted to fill your cart with disinfectant, stop and notice that you're in a panic mode and take a breath. For every item you're hoarding, you're depriving someone else of the ability to simply go about life as normal as possible or preventing them from keeping themselves well. There is no reason to hoard bottled water. Our municipal services are not at risk. All that this hoarding is doing is encouraging price gougers who are trying to take advantage of the situation. This is not a hurricane or earthquake where municipal services can be cut off. It's a virus, and we can get through the next few weeks just fine 
if we remain mindful and considerate of others. There are apps you can use to locate items you need that are difficult to find. For example, nowinstock.net is a website where you can enter what you need and it will inform you where you can find it, or if it's not available at that moment, it can alert you once it becomes available. There's an app for your phone called Mark, M-A-R-K-K, that is a user-based system where people can post a photo and location of items in stores so that you can see where to go in your area for those items at that time. And many stores offer alert systems on their websites to notify you when an item becomes available. If you run out of something, stay calm and take mindful action. Use technology to your benefit. Being mindful of your feelings is critical during this type of event. We're hearing scary news on the television, a ton of information and misinformation on the internet, and we're seeing people behaving in very disturbing ways in public. It's actually people's behavior that is the most disturbing because we may feel calm until we see someone clearing out a shelf in the store, filling their cart to overflowing with supplies. This prompts doubt, as in, should I be stockpiling items too? I actually had this happen during my last shopping trip. I don't use bleach because it's toxic and corrosive and I just don't have any reason to expose my system to it. I don't think I've bought bleach in years. But when I saw all of the empty shelves where bleach used to be, there was honestly a little niggling thought of, do I need bleach? I took a deep breath to calm down and get my senses back on track. Right now, people are creating more of a crisis than the actual virus. There are shortages of all types of items, and we're causing Wall Street to plummet, which really hurts people, especially the elderly, because their retirement funds are so negatively impacted. It's understandable, however, why people are so nervous, because our egos are screaming in our heads that we're in danger. The fact is, most of us are not in danger. Someone said to me today that the reason people are panicking is because this is unprecedented. No, it's not. We've had pandemics and epidemics before. What we didn't have before is social media, which is fueling a firestorm of panic. Turn it off. The news is almost alluring right now. We want to know what's going on, what's happening minute by minute. Each time breaking news comes on, we feel an urgent need to see. But screen time right now is fueling your ego's fear and warning system, flooding you with stress hormones each time you watch. So really, turn it off. Choose a reliable source, as I mentioned in our last episode, like your local county public health department, and bookmark it on your device. If you want to know the latest information on the virus, return to that site and check to see what's happening. Don't browse for purported news. That is definitely a mindless activity that will increase your fear level. When anxiety increases, simply stop and think about what you're doing, why you're doing it, and consider whether it's really necessary. Yes, we're in a pandemic. It's a nasty virus that's very contagious and dangerous for the elderly. But for the vast majority of people, you either will never get it, or if you do, it will feel like a regular cold or flu. Would you purchase 200 rolls of toilet paper if you had a cold under other circumstances? No, you wouldn't. Try not to judge or blame other people who are panicking. Remember that they're flooded with stress hormones and aren't thinking clearly. We have an enormous motivation available to keep our heads about us. Stress reduces our immune system's ability to combat viruses. So calm equals healthy. 
we should all be practicing diligent good hygiene so that we don't spread the virus because we're not aware we may have it. It feels disturbing that amusement parks, sporting events, and concerts are closed or canceled, but public gatherings should be halted for a while to slow the spread of the virus. People should stay home if they're sick, as they always should, not just under the current circumstances. Older people should be extra cautious about exposing themselves to sick people because they are at a higher risk with this particular strain. People with cold or flu symptoms should not rush to the emergency room, but simply contact their health provider to see what steps they should take. Mindfulness includes accepting what is. The truth is that the number of cases is going to increase. As testing ramps up, people who don't even realize they're sick are going to be discovered through tests, and so it will push the numbers much higher than they are right now. At the same time, however, the mortality rates will decline because of the volume of people tested. The numbers in China and Korea have already peaked and are now declining. The same thing will happen here over the next few weeks. But it will get worse before it gets better, and we can't stop it from doing so. We can change our response to it. We can be mindful of our behavior and attitude. We can accept that it is what it is at this point, and we can choose to remain calm, knowing that this will pass. Now is a good time to look at our habits. Eat healthy, get plenty of sleep, and exercise to support your immune system, mental health, and emotional well-being. Be grateful for everything you have, and be loving to yourself and to others. We need to be accountable for our behavior while being kind to ourselves and others. Deep down, we understand that we are not going through this alone and that there is a greater good involved here. This is a difficult situation, and we can all come out of it in much better shape if we work cooperatively together rather than devolving into a survival-of-the-fittest mentality. Darwin actually never said or believed that. He said that it is the most cooperative and adaptive species that survive. So, let's do that instead. Loving-kindness meditations have been shown in studies to increase empathy and compassion for ourselves and others. This seems like a good time to practice this again. Sit with your back comfortably straight, head up, feet on the floor, and your arms gently in your lap. Close your eyes or gaze down at the floor. Simply sit and notice yourself in sitting. Breathe naturally. Notice your breath going in and your breath going out. Now, place your attention on the area in the middle of your chest, around your heart. Repeat to yourself gently and softly, feeling the resonance of the words. Love. Love. May my heart be filled with love. As you say this, If you like, bring to mind something or someone that you feel caring and loving towards. It may be an image of a soft, lovable dog, or the serene look on someone's face, or a baby, or the feeling of the soft fur as you stroke a kitten. Experience this feeling of warmth and love through your whole body. Feel the sense of caring, healing, and soothing. Let it wash over you and through you, 
while you gently repeat silently to yourself, May I be well, healthy, and strong. May I be happy. May I abide in peace. May I feel safe and secure. May I feel loved and cared for. Now bring into your mind someone you care about and respect. Send them these feelings of warmth and caring as you wish them well. May you be well. May you be happy. May you abide in peace. May you feel safe and secure. May you feel loved and cared for. Now bring to mind someone you barely know and feel neutral about. This may be someone you have seen in the street, who you see on the train, or pass in the corridor at work. Send them these feelings of warmth and caring as you wish them well. May you be well. May you be happy. May you abide in peace. May you feel safe and secure. May you feel loved and cared for. Now see if you can think of someone who has upset you. It may have been a pushy person at a store or someone who said something hurtful. This person has not caused you physical harm, but simply causes feelings of aversion. Try sending them these feelings of warmth and caring as you wish them well. May you be well. May you be happy. May you abide in peace. May you feel safe and secure. May you feel loved and cared for. Now try to radiate warmth and love to everyone in your community. May you all be well. May you all be happy. May you all abide in peace. May you all feel safe and secure. May you all feel loved and cared for. Finally, perhaps we could extend this love and warmth to all of humanity, those we agree with and those we do not. Just as I wish to, may you all be well. Just as I wish to, may you all be happy. Just as I wish to, may you all abide in peace. Just as I wish to, may you all feel safe and secure. Just as I wish to, may you all feel loved and cared for. Focus once again on yourself so the feeling of loving-kindness fills your whole being. Breathing in peacefully, breathing out peacefully, at peace with yourself and the world. 
Then slowly let the feelings of loving-kindness ease and return once again to focusing on just your breathing. Then return to once again noticing yourself sitting. Now slowly open your eyes and return to the room. Life offers too many rich opportunities to just survive it, including during a crisis. Our intention is to support you in thriving through a life of purpose and meaning. Until next time, be kind to yourself and to others. And remember to be mindful. Please subscribe to A Mindful Moment with Teresa McKee wherever you find your podcasts. Please rate this podcast so that others can find us. And follow us on social media at Work to Live. A Mindful Moment is written and hosted by Teresa McKee. The Spanish version is translated and recorded by Paola Tile. Intro music, Retreat by Jason Farnham. Outro music, Morning Stroll by Josh Kirsch, MediaWrite Productions. Meditation music, Meditation Impromptu 1 by Kevin McLeod. This podcast is produced by Work to Live Productions. Thank you for joining us.